Hello and welcome to Technotopia, the podcast about a better future. I'm John Biggs. Today on the show, we have Michel Morvan. He is the CEO of Cosmo. This is Technotopia. Technotopia is brought to you by Typewriter. Typewriter is your on-demand editor, and their amazing team of writers will make your book chapter, blog post, or email shine. Typewriter editors come from places like TechCrunch, Gizmodo, and the New York Times, and they offer low bulk rates for longer work. Check it out at typewriter.plus. That's typewriter.plus. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Technotopia podcast, a podcast about a better future. I'm John Biggs. Today on the show, we have Michel Morvan. He's the CEO of Cosmo. Uh, Michel, why don't you tell everyone what Cosmo does? I don't think it's the same company back in the old days where they delivered candy bars to you. Is that right? Not exactly the same, <laughs> even if we are delivering great things to our clients. So, um, yes, Cosmo, we are a technology company and we are creating software based on modeling and simulation to help uh, decision makers to make optimal decisions in very complex environment. And in particular, where big data and artificial intelligence cannot help at all. So that's that's what we are doing. We are doing that for very big, very big corporations. Okay. So why don't you talk a little bit about big data? Everybody talks about it a lot. And what does big data mean nowadays uh, in terms of, in terms, I mean, quite literally the size of the data. You have so much data uh, to manage and use. What are some of the tricks that you guys are doing right now that, that some folks might not even know about? Well, uh, the question of big data, what, what is it about? It has been in the past a lot of different things. At the beginning, it was just the ability for the computer to handle such a big amount of data. Uh-huh. But that, that's not what it really means today. Today, when people think about big data, they're thinking about machine learning techniques, which is to, you know, to have all these knowledge that you can learn from analyzing very, very, very big amount of data and hopefully being able to better understand the systems you're looking at. And so these, these, these are great technologies. These technologies talking about big data today are very related to artificial intelligence, but they, what they have inside are um, you know, a set of limits, things that you can never do with big data and you can never do with artificial intelligence. And that's what we are doing is to try to go beyond that. So I don't know if everybody knows what you cannot do with big data, what are the limits of artificial intelligence, but there are much more than what people think, and that's that's where we are. That's where we come. Okay. So what does what can AI uh, what can AI do to this sort of data? So we're looking at we're looking well, at data dumps now that are massive. Uh, what can AI do to this sort of thing? Well, what AI does and has done in the last 30 years or 40 years is use many very sophisticated algorithms to be able to find correlations in the data. And this happens in many different ways. For example, you can, using neural network, you're going to give all this data to the neural network and the neural network is going in a way to mimic what happens in your brain and then AI is going to be able to do what your brain is doing, let's say recognizing a face based on all the data you had with different faces that we showed you. So now we showed to the computer and now the computer is able to, to recognize the face or recognizing the language or playing Go or driving a car. So all these kind of things, you can do that 
using big data because you're able to find a lot of very subtle correlations, relations between the data. And when you find something new in front of you, you can, using all these data, all these knowledge, you're able to make a decision, for example. Recognizing faces, uh, driving a car, these are all the things that artificial intelligence can do now. Uh, as I said today, artificial intelligence is really efficient if you compare to 30 years ago, not because you have new and fantastic algorithms, but because you have a huge amount of data and a huge amount of com computer power. Mm -hmm. um, the problem uh, with, with, with what artificial intelligence is able to do is that more or less this is what the brain is able to do. It can do it faster. It can do it, do it, you know, on a huge amount of information, but it's almost what the brain is able to do. And unfortunately, there are a lot of very important things that the brain is not able to do. And the best maybe to is to give an example. If you look at um, uh, autonomous car, it's driving an autonomous, an autonomous car is really artificial intelligence, is very impressive, and it works, and in the future it will probably work much better than having a human driving a car. But now if you, the question you want to, to answer is how are the autonomous car change the shape of the cities? How is it going to be in 20 years when autonomous cars will be there and they are going to completely reshape the city because you don't need parking anymore, you, will have, you won't have traffic jam, so people are going to live in the different way. And if you want to anticipate that, you cannot use artificial intelligence because it's too complex. So you have to use new tools. That's where I see the limit between artificial intelligence and all the problems that you cannot solve with artificial intelligence just because they are too complex. Okay, so that's actually fascinating. So the suggestion is that the current the current state of the art, this current state of the art in terms of AI is large data sets processed very quickly, right? Yes, and with very smart, I would say, uh, techniques, mainly mimic, you know, uh, it, it, it's uh, trying to, to do what the brain is doing with mainly these neural networks. That's 90%, I would say, of what artificial intelligence is doing. Okay, but you're suggesting that that's not good enough. So what is the what's the next what's the next step, or is it is it augmented is it augmented human intelligence? Where where are we going? It's a very very good question. I I, uh, I was wondering if you would say augmented intuition because this is what we try to do. And if you think about a you know a CEO of a very big company. The CEO has a lot of very hard and important decisions to make. These decisions, they involve a lot of different, what I can call systems. You can have, I don't know if you're, if you're um, the CEO, for example, of you know, a, a transportation company, or if you're the mayor of a city, you have to consider all the systems in the cities that can have an impact on, 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 on the life of the citizens and the decision you're going to make have to take into account all these systems interacting one with the other. Mm -hmm. So what, what big data is doing is you look to the past, you look at all the data and you use artificial intelligence techniques to be able to find correlations. Oh, well, in this huge amount of data, I found that when this happened, that happened. But this is just scratching the surface because you don't understand the mechanism between things, between the different parts of the systems. And you, you cannot see the emerging phenomena that comes from the, all the cascading effects between all the different parts of the systems. So what you need to do that is to be able to model, represent all the systems impacting what you're looking at, 
and being able to run simulation to predict what's going to happen. And this is very different. The second thing, you can use a lot of information coming from big data and artificial intelligence, in particular, the correlations, but you cannot stop there. You really need to have more than that. Mm -hmm. hmm. Okay, so the augmented intuition, this idea of augmented int intuition, what does that mean? Well, it means that if you take the mayor of the CEO, the mayor has, you know, a lot of intuition about what could be good for the city. Uh, maybe if I if I create a new metro station here, it can reduce traffic jam. But then it's it's just a guess. It's an intuition. So the mayor has a set of guess. And what you need is to be able to say, OK, let's use the tool that I've created that assume that I create this new metro station and then look at how the city is going to evolve in the next 10, 20 years. And by the way, this is something that we have done uh, with one of our clients and exactly this example. And when we run the simulation, it happens that after five years or seven years, then around the new metro station, there were an, a big increase of traffic jams. And the mayor was very surprised. And we start to look at how it was happening, because when you have these kind of tools, you can have a look. It's very transparent. Mm -hmm. So how you were arriving to this point. And it happens that because of the new metro station, the price of the housing just around the metro station was increasing. And so you had the gentrification. And people living there after five to seven years had two cars rather than one. And they were not working at the same place as the other. Uh, in the past. And so you have completely created a new situation that was not predictable by, you know, by the mayor. So then it's, it's a way to be able to anticipate things that the brain cannot alone be able to anticipate. How do I, <clears throat> how do I start using this in day-to-day in -day life? How does the mayor start using a tool like that uh, daily? Cause it, cause I mean, you guys coming in and saying, here, look at this. Look at this uh, simulation. What's going to happen is one thing, but how do I how do I have something on my desk that I press a button and ask the ask the system to say, you know what? What happened if we put a met metro station right here? Just give me give me some information by the end of the day or something like that. When are we going to have that button? Oh well, in some in some situation, we already have that button because uh, um, some some of our clients are already using these these kind of tools uh, to be able to you know, to forecast and test different scenarios. So what happened very concretely, um, we we have one of our clients is a very big utility company investing, you know, hundreds of million every year uh, to um, maintain and renew the electric network. You may not know that, but this will be a huge issue in the, less, in the, ne in the next years. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's very, very hard to be able to continue to provide electricity uh, because the, the network is aging. And almost all the equipment have been installed 50 years ago. But bad luck, their uh, you know uh, life, the, their life expectancy. I mean, the, they're they are supposed to die approximately after 50 years. So there is a very big risk that they almost all you know fail at the same time. And so we have created a tool that allows the CEO here to test different scenarios. To be very clear, the CEO is not going to do that alone. Because the very important thing of this tool is that they always need the, you know, the expertise. So they are used by the different experts of the different parts of the system who can confirm that the simulation makes sense. So that's why we say the CEO has an intuition, says, let's try these different scenarios. Then it's not directly pressing a button. It's a set of people, 
putting these scenarios in and then running the simulation. And then he can see, the CEO can see um, if the, his intuition or her intuition was the good one or if there is a very bad unexpected effect that if the deci this decision is made today, maybe in 10, you know, in 10 years, we will have a major outage in the, in the city. So that, that's how it works. And this is something that is, that is currently used by a client of us. And by the way, the, the one I was mentioning, which is RTE, the, the biggest um, electric transmission utility in France, is uh, they are using it to, to invest and to make the investment choice of 800 million euros per day. And what they are, you know, the first result they had is that they are going to save 10% of this amount every year. Hmm. Okay, so you're so you're betting big on, you're betting big on augmented intuition. That's your that's what that's what's going to happen next. It's not going to be augmented reality, but it's going to be an assistant to our brains, right? Yes, that's exactly that. To do what our brain is not able to do in the most in the most complex situation. And one very important thing for me is that you know a lot of people are saying, uh, you know, the future, a lot of jobs are going to disappear, or you know everything will be done on data and we will only need data scientists. Mm -hmm. And what I strongly believe is that, at the contrary, the future uh, is going to, we are going to need a lot of experts because if we want these tools, these, these simulation tools to work, we need to have the constant input of the experts to improve them, to add them new, you know, new system that happens in, you know, that you didn't think about at the beginning. So rather than a situation where, you know, data and data scientists are going to do everything, my guess is that the experts and people knowing things are going to play a very, very important role. Okay, interesting. So you're so you're betting you're also betting that the humans are going to survive. <laughs> oh sure, oh sure, no doubt, no doubt. I I don't see any reason for us not to survive at least at a short term, let's say, a couple of hundred or thousand years. Okay, so we so we so you're you're betting on us. All right, very cool. That's right. All right. Um... All right, super. So that's that's some that's fascinating stuff. So where can people find out more about Cosmo and what you're working on? Well, the the best thing is to to have a look at our website, thecosmocompany.com, mm -hmm. and you can find a lot of subjects we are working on, and what we you know what we can do and what is behind and you know you know beyond uh, beyond artificial intelligence. And yeah, what well, I'm I'm always very surprised by why everybody is so excited by artificial intelligence, uh, while what you can do with artificial intelligence is is fantastic, but it's very, very small. And if you compare to all the challenges we are, we are facing, when I'm, I'm always surprised when people are so, so excited because, uh, you know, artificial computer can win uh, the world champion of Go. Go is very simple if you compare to the thing I was talking about before. It's very, very simple. Mm -hmm. and, and the computer is very far from being able to do things as complex as what I described. Okay, very cool. All right, Michel, thank you very much for joining us on Technotopia. I'm glad to, I have I have a new buzzword now. I'm going to use that forever. Augmented uh, augmented intuition. That's going to be pretty important. Excellent. All thank right. you for your invitation. All right, thanks for uh, thanks for listening to Technotopia. I'm John Biggs. We will see you next week.